gets better. Say that it gets better. O-P-S, I'm O-P-S, I'm gay. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish. The podcast that's something. Uh, <laughs> it I don't think it doesn't matter anymore, Mike. Oh, Kyle's so sad. I'm so sad. I'm Mike Johnson. Mm. Okay, fucking get with the program. I'm Kyle Gets. <laughs> <laughs> and we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. Uh, hey, Kyle. Maybe we won't. Why, why are you so sad? Mike, we didn't win. We didn't win. We didn't win anything. We didn't win anything at all. Not even like one, like we didn't get a mention. We didn't get Miss Congeniality. Well, we did get a mention uh, right, right mashed in between other two nominees for the same category because we didn't read them all. (laughs) That didn't, yeah, that didn't help make me feel better. I even practiced my like condolence face, but it wasn't live. So I didn't have any time to use it. Yeah. You kind of T-Swift that, T-Swifted? No. T-Swoft? You T-Swolfed. Wait, I don't know what that means. I don't either. It's not Taylor Swift that I'm thinking of. Who's the Who's the one that, uh, it was the Oscars, I think, and and they they called out who won, and she goes, what the fuck? Like on national television, <laughs> makes this horrible face. I don't know who that is. Oh, God. Yeah, you have to cut all this. <laughs> um, so. Today, we are going to talk about coming out. I'm coming out. But first. Oh, but first. Corrections. I have a correction. Okay. First of all, I said Vesuvius erupted in the first century BC. Mm-hmm. It erupted in the first century AD. That is a that is one of those corrections that but no one but you journalistic integrity, Kyle. <laughs> That's that, what I want. Is that why we lost? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, it's possible. But the the other thing um, is, uh, were you maybe going to read the same thing? No. Oh. Okay, so in the last episode about, uh, what did we talk about last time? Straight porn. <laughs> about straight porn. Um, got this really great letter that's a, really a correction from Chris from Cleveland, Ohio. Hey, Chris. Hey, guys. I'm a bi guy in Ohio and a fan of the show. You were talking in episode 31 about bi folks' dating profiles on OkCupid and other places and how, if I recall correctly, how those profiles tended to be aimed at either men or women, but not both. I don't have any active profiles myself, but I've talked with both bi women and bi men about this. It seems pretty common to create a profile to attract men or, an, or a profile to attract women, but not both. For good reason. Say you're a bi guy and you are equally attracted to men and women. You're going to try and make yourself attractive to both gay guys and straight women. Straight gals and gay dudes don't tend to respond to the same stuff. I know people who've had, say, one profile to attract men on one site and another profile to attract women on another site, or a profile to attract women on one site. Nothing good comes of it, so they'll try a different profile on the same site to attract men. So I wouldn't draw the conclusion that bi people are trying to exclusively date one gender based on one profile. That's what it sounded to me like you were saying. If I got that wrong, I apologize. Thanks. Chris from Cleveland, Ohio. And you're right, Chris. That's exactly what I was saying. And I am wrong. And thank you for correcting me. But you were, well, you weren't saying that. You were saying what you read in this study and what Chris, as a person who's bisexual, explained to us why that study may give us that information, but still doesn't mean that they are bisexual. People are only dating one gender. So he's correcting OK Cupid. This sounds like fake news, though. 
Wait, who? Chris or I, I okay, think Cuban? Chris is a Russian. And oh, he, damn it! Damn it, <laughs> Vladimir! <laughs> you had it again. Uh, no, I, I was. I was. This was one of those things that I read it and I was like, oh fuck, he's right. Yeah, yeah. No, it makes so much sense. And I've been thinking a lot about this. Like you and I talking about stereotypes on this podcast. Like there are sometimes when there are stereotypes out there that we just both fit with right and so it's at least least believe in sure yeah yeah um so it's what i what i hope happens is like while we want to bring up these topics and talk about whether we do or don't there are sometimes that we can't dispute the stereotypes or we both fit them so we want other people who do to write in so this is a good example of we didn't have the evidence of we didn't know neither of us being bisexual right why this may be and so i'm really happy that chris wrote in and so i hope more people do that when they define that uh they don't relate to something we're talking about yeah yeah me too please mm-hmm. we read every response and we love them mm-hmm. um they don't win us awards though. do you have other corrections oh yeah um well okay no What's the opposite of a correction? An affirmation? An affirmation. I have... (laughs) Your daily affirmation with Kyle Getz. This is... (laughs) You are beautiful. Um, So I said in the last episode... Yes. That one in five uh, straight men watched gay porn. Yep. And uh, your brother texted in and was like, that might be lesbian porn. I was like, ah, fuck, he's probably right. Like... It might be lesbian porn. That number just seemed so high. Oh, like, uh, okay. Have you watched gay, gay porn? And then a straight like, guy who watches lesbians get it on and yep. thinks that's hot says, well, yeah. Yeah. Or maybe like watches same sex porn. And then the the guys are like, yes, I do. Cause, cause of ladies. Right. Yeah. So I went back. I like did some digging. I bet you did. By that. I mean, I looked for more than five consecutive minutes on the internet yeah it was rough um but i actually found in the study that now i forgot that guy's name martin j mandarin downing his name was downing yeah yeah because the prime minister joke that you hated yeah but you left it in thanks um i leave so much of your dumb stuff in there i know but i i listen to your dumb stuff (laughs) that's right um (laughs) this is listening to your dumb stuff with mike and kyle (laughs) um so i actually read the study and it did say it actually like said explicitly in the study one in five heterosexual identified men reported viewing sexually explicit material that featured only men wow and that's still one in five still one in five affirmation for there's a like there's a bunch of interesting shit in there it's like you know heterosexual men and then a list of the percentage of them that reported watching all this kinds of stuff like water sports and fisting and unprotected vaginal sex and protected vaginal sex and like there's a lot of stuff but something i was also going to mention is in addition 8.2 percent of heterosexual men watch group sex with only men wow they're like above and beyond the I wonder I wonder if they asked too many questions and some of these guys were just making designs with their SAT bubbles. <laughs> like or what, me- this goes back to the question of like what do they think they're doing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, maybe they're curious. 
You're yeah. like you're allowed to be curious and then confirm like, oh, okay. And, oh, and, and actually, this is actually if, in the. We never talk over each other. This is amazing. Up. This is the first time ever. <laughs> Fuck you, Kyle. You can go to hell. Shut everything up, is it. the worst. I'm, I'm tired of you. I'm tired of, of everything that you say. <laughs> I'm so glad that Will and Grace is back on because then Karen and Jack can, or just Karen and um, uh, her maid. Oh, I don't Rosa. So that Karen and Rosa can talk over each other like that. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. Now I forgot because I was so excited about yelling at you. <laughs> oh, it also was said like in the past six months or something or. Oh, wow. I don't know. So something that was like. It's not a one and done kind of a thing. No, it's this not like, like on an ongoing on, basis. Yeah. It wasn't like they were 12 and. I was just going to say, it, it, even though it doesn't fit my schema for straight guys and how straight guys work, if what's happening is like boundary testing themselves of like i think i might be interested in this i'm gonna check it out i think that's fucking fantastic yes like and you don't like it it's a safer way to explore this without going out and being like hey dude or going to kyle's house good <laughs> no my <laughs> house is a safe place mm -hmm. uh no like you know imagine the other way you'd have to like go up to some dude and be like look I'm going to start <laughs> blowing you just a little bit and I might stop and run away. Like, right. be cool, dude. Like, <laughs> we're going to go inch by inch and just see how it goes down. Uh, so we're, here we are talking about porn still a whole bunch, uh, but this time like gay porn. Anyway, uh, for the longest time, I thought I might be plausibly not gay because I didn't like watching anal. Hmm. And... I, I say that only because if you think you might be gay and you want to say, no, you're not because porn isn't doing it for you, you might, you might still be into dudes. Like I, the visual experience of porn is not the same thing as actually hooking up with another dude. Yeah. I, and I actually completely relate to when I first watched gay porn, I didn't like the anal parts. I thought it was weird and mm -hmm. it gross and I didn't get it. So uh, but then later I figured out it was fucking awesome. So, <laughs> so, but, so yeah, I totally relate to that. And then I discovered my prostate. <laughs> <laughs> and then I discovered my fingers discovered magic. They struck gold. Any other corrections? Um, nope. Okay. Uh, so some announcements. First of all, we've said it a couple of times. We did not win the award for... LGBT People's Choice Podcast for 2017. And I kind of thought that you were going to, like, go Harry Carey on me. Yeah. I did in my head. Okay. But it was, like, one of those things where, like, I started going crazy, but then it zoomed out of my eyeballs, and I was just sitting there quietly. Oh. You know, like in the movies. And then fade to black. And then <laughs> fade to black. <laughs> the end of, end of episode. Yeah. So there's always next year. Uh, nominations open up in January. We would love to be nominated again for all of you out there in the gayish agenda. I'm going to make that name stick. <laughs> fucking making it stick. Whether they want to or not. <laughs> uh, now I have some depressing shit to talk about. I'm sorry. Us losing wasn't the most depressing thing. I'm going to name a bunch of countries. Okay. Botswana, Burundi, Egypt, Ethiopia, Bangladesh, China, India, Iraq, Japan, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, the UAE, and the United States. I've heard of at least half of those. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Those are the countries that voted against 
the United Nations Human Rights Council to vote uh, on just a resolution asking countries in which the death penalty is legal to ensure that it is not applied arbitrarily or in a discriminatory manner against apostasy, blasphemy, adultery, and consensual same-sex relations. To make it shorter and sweeter, the UN was like, don't kill gay people, and those countries I just named said no. U.S.? The United States voted against that resolution. And uh, What the fuck? What the fuck indeed. Nikki Haley, uh, who is our... Uh, representative uh, through her people said that they had problems with how broad that resolution was but really they fucked up and they I think they know that they fucked up but we now are in this just shitstorm of asshole countries uh, as being on record saying that no we want people to have the right to kill gay people what were the other that's a piece of shit because there's so many I mean we're so lucky in the US with the rights that we do have and we need to keep working but the, we should be the people that are working to help other gay people, other minorities, other That's people right. that need it. We need to be setting an example for them. And if fuck, that just, oh, that makes me so sad. What were the other people that, it, that we didn't want to be able to not kill? Apostasy, blasphemy, adultery, and consensual same-sex relations. So what's apostrophe? Apostasy. To be an apostate is to pretend to be... Hold on. Oh, no. An apostate is a person who renounces a religious or political belief or principle. So, to stand up and say, I'm I'm not Muslim. Mm. I thought... And then they kill you because you say that you're you're not not Muslim. Apostate. Apostate. A prostate. A prostate? A prostate. A meaning not, prostate meaning prostate, that's a woman's butt. When my uh, prostate is getting action, I get super religious. (laughs) Oh God, oh God, oh God. (laughs) And then later you renounce that God and then they fucking kill you. Yeah, well, yeah, the United States think that at least you should have the right to. Jesus Christ. Oh, there we go again. <laughs> Good job, Kyle. <laughs> I didn't, yeah. Um, don't, don't kill. Just everyone, don't fucking kill anyone. Yeah. Is that like, I don't know. Can I vote on a resolution that says don't kill people? Yeah. So if there is any silver lining in this cloud, which there isn't, but I guess we can try to look for it. Uh, the, the United States delegation said that they, um, in part, disagreed with the language in the resolution that said that countries would be encouraged to abolish the death penalty altogether. But again, it's a resolution from the UN. This is not binding law. This is not something that like, oh, now the death penalty has gone because we said, yeah, sure, that sounds like a good idea. It's just like a where do you stand death penalty, good or bad. But this resolution said that, you know, the, the death penalty really should be abolished altogether because nobody sane does that. But mm. we still like to kill people in this country who do bad things. So fuck you. In other news, a puppy got run over. Uh, trees hate living on Earth. And your mom told me she doesn't like you. And Tom Petty died. Oh, right. And real things that happened. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's just like a lot of that hmm. this week has been awful. Oh, and Puerto Rico. We didn't even talk about fucking Puerto Rico. 
It's all fine. Everything's, as Tom Petty would say, some Tom Petty song lyric here. You don't know how it feels to be me. Mm-hmm. As Tom Petty would say, I'm free falling. As Tom Petty would say, last dance with Mary Jane. As Tom Petty would say, hello, my name's Tom Petty. I'm sure he probably said that at some point. As Tom Petty would say... <laughs> <laughs> oh no we lost all our tom petty like, tom petty fans too i don't even know if he's really dead because there was conflicting reports about that really yeah because he had a heart attack and then they rushed to the scene and they found him and then they said he was dead and then that got out but then like they said nope he has a heartbeat but apparently he's like brain dead i never heard if he actually passed away or not oh as tom petty would say ouch <laughs> Should we talk about coming out? Yeah, let's talk about National Coming Out Day is coming up. That's why we decided to do this episode right now. Yeah. October 11th is National Coming Out Day. And so we here at Gayish want everybody to know, well, I won't speak for Kyle. I Yeah, you better fucking not. I am gay. I am an out and proud gay man. And vis- visibility is important. And that's what National Coming Out Day is all about. Um, if you know anybody in your life who is sort of struggling with their identity and is thinking about coming out, then just reach out to them on that day. Hmm. Don't pressure them, but know that they probably will hear somewhere that that's the day. And if they decide that that's what they want to do, support them. And if they decide that that's what they, that they don't want to do that, support them. Okay. Well, I will take your lead, Mike, and say that my name is Kyle Getz and I want to tell everyone that I don't like chocolate ice cream. Oh, really? It's so bad. It's, I like chocolate and I like vanilla ice cream, but I don't like chocolate ice cream. And it's important. This is an important part of who I am. I've always been this way. Yeah. And I will always be this way. And you can't change me. There's a list of countries that will put you to death for that. (laughs) (laughs) That's apostrophal. Apostrophal. Yes. uh, I am gay and I'm very happy that I came out. Um, that was a really important to me an important time. It was hard. It was terrible. It was scary, but it was important for me to do it. I'm very glad I did it. Um, and, and you can too. So where do you want to start? Do you want to, do you want to start by talking about national coming out day? Let's talk about national coming out day. So national coming out day has been a thing since 1988. Ooh. They chose the date October 11th because in 1987, it was a... Yep. Is this the representation of how silent gay people were? Yeah. We were silenced. And, and then we came out. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the date of October 11th was chosen because in 1987, it was the National March on Washington for Lesbian and Gay Rights. Mm. So... It was a really well-organized um, major demonstration, and then National Coming Out Day was a year after that and kept on going. We sure like our anniversaries, don't we? <laughs> like, um, and yeah, it's different than Pride, because Pride is kind of the anniversary of the Stonewall Marches, um, but this is a different event that's really important to recognize. And if, if anyone fucking asks why we need all these different gay things, straight people, every day is for you! Give us Pride Month and National Coming Out Day. Yeah. And Neil Patrick Harris's birthday. Those are the gay holidays 
They're set in stone. Deal with it. Yep. Or maybe we should start celebrating when a Bergamel was passed. A Bergafell? No. Mike, this is embarrassing for you. You pronounced it so wrong. It's a Bergamel. Okay, so the whole point is visibility. Like mm-hmm. Studies overwhelmingly show that you, people's support for gay rights is directly tied to how they answer the question, do you have a gay person in your life, a friend or family? And so uh, it, it just is true that the more visible gay people are, the more accepted gay people are. It's happened all over the country and continues to happen. But there are a lot of people who criticize National Coming Out Day as being um, unnecessarily pressuring people to come out of the closet. That that's a very personal experience, it's a very personal process, and that we shouldn't be forcing people to take that step or make them feel bad for not taking that step. Hmm. That's weird. Like, we get plenty of forces that tell us not to come out, like internal and external there's so many things out there in the world that tell you not to and to have one day where we say like yeah it's cool there's a good side to this like that's the same thing i think about pride like why do we need pride it's because every other so many other things tell us to have shame for who we are that we need to be like no it's cool and like you might get to get some butt sex action on too yeah um so yeah like that's yeah I, i agree like Let's not force people out, but let's also show the the flip side, the positive side of it, and it can be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, radical feminist Adrian Rich, she sounds like a bitch. <laughs> anyway, uh, her whole thing is National Coming Out Day is bullshit because straight people don't have to come out. Coming out shouldn't be a thing. Fuck mm. it. Mm. Okay, I don't know though. Like, there's. It's wishful thinking. I think that there are a lot of pretty strong opinions people have that are wishful thinking. Like, all lives matter. Well, yeah. Of course all lives matter. And that's the world that we want to live in. It is not true right now. Right. That's why we have to remind people that black lives matter. Yeah. Um, I mean, so I'm thinking of, like, actually, I feel like in the trans world, like, they criticize people for celebrating a gender before the baby's born and even well even after they're born it's like well you still don't know just because they have male organs doesn't mean that's their actual gender Mm -hmm. so i can actually kind of and i think the point there is like why don't you wait until you know what gender the child is so i could actually see like why don't we all just wait to like when you know your sexuality and then like you, you don't have to why do we assume everyone is straight until proven gay because it's common yeah, but like that doesn't, you could just, it's just, I think it'd actually be cool if everyone, like the way we talk about it was, hey, most people are going to end up straight. You might be gay, you might be bi, you might, and then separate than sexual orientation. Also, you're probably the uh, gender you were assigned at birth, but you might not, might not be. Like if we all just talked about it in that frame, like that might make it so every kid was like, oh, well, let me like think about it. And then it just sounds like it's totally cool and natural. Well, it is totally cool and natural, but like the the way it comes across then is not like you are probably, st- or you're, you're straight. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, fuck, I'm not. What do I do? You know? Yeah. yeah. So I do, there's something about the way that we can talk about it that I think could encourage more people to come out because it just would be a non-issue. It'd be like some people are blonde and some people are redheads. 
why don't we talk about our coming out stories? Okay. We haven't really talked about that. So we want to take the time now to talk about it, get it out on the table, whip them out. Yep. And, and you just have to take it. Uh, so lube up everybody. Here it comes. <laughs> take your prep, chug your prep. <laughs> um, really, you might as well just preemptively start your antibiotics. Immediately. Oh no. <laughs> We've said before on the show, but we might as well repeat it that, that coming out is not something that you just do. It's something that you do over and over and over again, because there is this sort of, you are straight until proven gay. Yep. Like, you come out the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so what for the, for this conversation, what do we mean by coming out? What does that mean when we talk about the coming out that we went through? Like, yeah. And I think for me, it was two stages. One was coming out to myself mm-hmm. and then another, which is what I think most people mean when they say coming out is when you first came out to either a friend or your family. Okay. So that's what, that's what I think most people mean, but they don't realize that it doesn't end there. It's not a six month process where you call up, you know, the entire phone book and say like, if you ever meet me, I'm super gay and I'm not going <laughs> to date your daughter. Like you, it'd be funny. A robocall. Yeah. Just like everybody's sitting down at dinner and the phone rings and pick it up. Ring, ring. Uh, uh, hi, I'm Mike Johnson. Just thought you should know I'm gay. Enjoy your evening. <laughs> uh, yeah, the gay robo callers. Uh, innovation of the future. Well, soon we'll just have like text blasts. <laughs> Every time someone comes out, you just text the entire U.S. It'll be like gay, like an amber alert, like an amber alert, <laughs> like a. <laughs> it's more of a more of a brown alert or fagger alert. <laughs> um, Felicia alert. <laughs> uh, Nancy alert I see what you did there mm-hmm. Alright so I'm going to tell you About coming out Okay I came out to the very first person uh, When Oh I just had this realization Ooh this is good Okay well I was going to say I've, The first person I ever came out to Was my best friend Tessa Who yep. I went to college with It was my sophomore year But I totally, and that's what I tell everyone, and that's what I have in my mind. But no, the first person I ever... Is Tessa going to break up with you after this? No, she knows this already. Okay, go ahead. The first person I ever told that I said I'm gay to out loud was my roommate Mm -hmm. who I was hooking up with. Okay. And it was weird because like at the same time... Well, like (laughs) it is weird that like I have put my dick inside you like we've blown each other like and i still had to do this like i still had to tell him i'm gay and i was like crying when i said it and it was really hard um and also it was difficult for me um and (laughs) but i forgot you always cry with an erection (laughs) (laughs) tears just turn me on even when they're mine um it's weird no yeah so it was like you would think that even though I'm hooking up with this person that I would be comfortable enough to just be like, yeah, I'm gay. But like, it's so hard, even though some of your actions indicate you're gay, like that was one of the times where it like just came to me that like, 
I, I, I'm gay. And when you actually say it out loud, I think the tears are not about, it's not about the fear of the other person. It's the like realization that this is who you are for the rest of your life. And that's scary. Yeah. Especially when you've never been outwardly gay to anyone. It, it's, it's, it's the, like, if I say this, then that's, that's it. Like then that's, this is who I am. Yeah. So let me back up. Um, all, you know, when everyone says like, well, I knew I was gay all along. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of those things where when you look back, it's like, it makes sense. But at the time it was confusing. It was, well, I don't know. I open up my browser and look at gay porn, but like, does that mean I'm like curious about this or what? Or like, I would only think about the guys, uh, other guys, like when I jerked off and like first started, I would only think about other guys. So think those things now, of course it's like, Oh no shit. But like, you're confused. You're told that you're supposed to date girls and you yeah. do this thing that's different. And you know, I, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to you. And the biggest thing, like I would date girls at school. Um, it would only last for like a few months. I think mostly cause it like, you know, I, that's something I struggled with later, even after, like way after I came out is like, I think it was just, everyone said I should date girls and I just dated people. I should have just been really good friends with. And yeah. I was like, Oh, this is what, this is what relationships feel like. And then I was like, meh, like, I don't know. I don't want to, we can make out. So I'm like, that's cool. But like, <laughs> it didn't really stick. Yeah. Uh, so that's what, <laughs> you know, let's not even, okay. Um, and everyone like thought I was like kind of a womanizer because I would date all these different girls for a few months at a time. Well, no, it's just cause I wasn't interested enough. I wasn't connecting with them at a real yeah. <laughs> relationship level. Yeah. Relationships. Yeah relational relational level is that the thing all right sure um and then i actually i think the biggest reason i didn't come out is that my dad found my internet history Mm -hmm. and this is before we knew to clear your internet or there was no incognito mode he found so he had a talk with me where he said you know when i was a kid me and my friends were all curious and like we went to an x-rated movie once and that's totally normal and um you know basically implied to me that it was a phase and it was gonna go away yeah Yeah. and especially me being someone who most of my life growing up i didn't grow up religious but i prayed to god that i wouldn't be gay Hmm. um Hmm. and i wanted so badly not to be gay to have those feelings stop that I was clinging on to that. I, my dad is my personal hero. I love him. I respect him. And for that person to tell me, Oh yeah, I went through this and it was just a phase. Yeah. I held on to that as much as I could. Yeah. yeah. So when I finally came out, it was the realization that no, it's not a phase. It's the sophomore year of college. I'm hooking up with this roommate. Like it's not going away. And that it's, it's, a little bit of a devastating feeling before you come out because it's scary. It's new. You think it's going to be horrible. You think people are going to judge you. You're judging yourself. Yeah. It, it is really interesting. There are parts of our stories that are similar in that I was checking out guys and thinking about guys and seeking out naked images of guys but I wasn't gay. I wasn't out to myself. 
Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, that started fairly early on in puberty. And then all of this, like, I don't want this. God, I don't want this. Please. Or rationalizing it, trying to convince myself that this is something that everybody must be struggling with, but we don't talk about it because nobody else is talking about it. So I'm not going to talk about it. And just, um, I'm like a sexual late bloomer that any day now, any day now, tits are going to be awesome. <laughs> and um, so it's uh, th- that really resonates with me. That's like sounds kind of similar. Mm-hmm. And for anybody out there listening, it sounds ridiculous, but you can do all kinds of crazy things in your mind if you have to. Mm-hmm. And so... I, I think it's really interesting that you talked about in the last episode, I think, like going home and jerking off to gay porn. Exclusively. Exclusively as like a 12, 13, 14 year old. Mm-hmm. And it was until your sophomore year of college that you'd gotten it together to actually admit that at least some, at least admitted enough to say it out loud. Yeah. And it's, so hard to explain like that sounds crazy right yeah 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 oh how did you know you were gay because i jerked myself off to fucking hot naked dudes every day that i could i stuffed my life that like my lone my empty life with naked dudes and just came all over and it was so exciting maybe that was a sign i was gay <laughs> maybe the dick that i was sucking was a sign i was gay but yeah i completely agree like and this is where i think you know people that say oh well it's so accepted now and it should be fine and everyone can come out don't get the like internal struggle that you have yeah. and you know even the most accepting of families have expectations for their kids of what they're going to do and be. And if you don't live up to those things, then, you know, you, you, so I, I, I think there's way more pressure than people get, even in the best of societies to admit it to themselves and come out. So my coming out, the very first time that I said I'm gay out loud to another human being was to my therapist. At least that's what I remember. And, but I don't think that counts. Like that's such a private, intimate relationship. And it's like a bubble separate from the actual real world when you're in there. Mm, I think that's like that. It doesn't matter who it's to like saying that out loud to anyone is an important moment. So I wouldn't discount that. But at the top, we, 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 we talked about uh, friend or family. I'm um, just saying like, the first time you say you're gay to anyone is important. So I wouldn't discount that as an important moment for you. Yeah. Well, and and maybe this says something about my psychology. Uh, uh, To me, when I'm in therapy, that room is just an extension of my brain. Like it's still internal. Hmm. Like even though my mouth was moving and I'm saying words, I didn't really feel like I was saying I'm gay out loud to a person because that's not how I conceive of the therapeutic frame. Hmm. That's um, probably like a good therapist, right? To make you feel that comfortable. Well, yeah. Or I was that desperate to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, but, but I, I'm not that open to even my therapist. It takes me a long time to open up about lots of things. Well, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just, uh, I mean, we're super different people, but like, 
when I know that if they tell anybody, I can fucking sue their asses because of doctor patient confidentiality. Oh, I re like. Okay. Yeah. Like, I don't run into my therapist at the fucking supermarket. I don't have to, like, f- face her, you know, and maybe I would bump into her. But the point is, it, it's like, she's only an entity in my life when I am there. And then I leave. And her job requires her to maintain a level of confidentiality. Except if they there's an investigation and the government, like, requests things or... Like, I think of all the time, like, all those things on the thing that says, like, when would you give this information to someone? And, that, like, those make me anxious and open the door to, like, maybe they would have to tell someone. Interesting. Like, you see it as a safe space. And I'm thinking, like, those unlikely situations where I murder someone and they're like, hey, therapist, can we have your notes? Then she'll have to give that to them. Kyle, if, if, if you've murdered somebody, you need to tell somebody. That's how you get caught. <laughs> <laughs> um so who is the first person outside of your therapist that you told my wife Whew, that's a good one yep so uh we didn't have sex for a year with the exception of my birthday so we um had <laughs> what that's a good time to have sex i don't know that was just kind of funny to me <laughs> summer 2007 to summer of 2008 we had sex exactly once, and that was my birthday in November. Who who was like, birthday sex time? We were in Hawaii, mm-hmm. and it was birthday sex time. It just, you both knew it? Yeah. Okay. Um, but, the, okay, so, but that's because there was a lot of stuff going on. Like, sexual orientation notwithstanding, our marriage was having all kinds of issues. Mm. And um, I don't want to make any accusations over the air. I really don't, but, um, how do I want to say this anyway? So, I mean, shit was fucked Yeah, the whole year and not, I mean, shit was fucked and I was not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so we even went to Europe on a European vacation, no sex. Europe almost like demands to see proof of sex before you can leave. Like, right. Yeah. It's on your passport. It's required. Yeah. You have to jizz a little bit on your passport. <laughs> um, <laughs> we got back from that and uh, it was, it was the middle of July and I, I had been thinking about it the whole time. Like her birthday was, is in February. So it was leading up to her birthday. I was going to tell her and then I didn't. And then it was, sorry even before that it was like my my birthday and then it was the holidays and then it was her birthday and then it was our anniversary and then it was our trip to europe like all of these things for me i'm gonna do it after this i'm gonna do it after this i'm gonna do it after this and i don't know why i did on the day that i did but it was in the middle of july 2008 and i just told her and it was sort of a soft serve. I didn't say that I was gay even. I said that I was bi and that I was into men, but that I was still into her. And even that was a big, like, rationalization. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I'm i still not sure if I believed those things or not. Mm. <laughs> um, and then two weeks later, uh, our condo flooded. We got moved into emergency housing. Uh, it was this huge fiasco a, a unit up above us uh their toilet overflowed and just destroyed everything and uh so 
it was during that time that I started saying to her, I'm gay. Hmm. And it got real nasty, I think, understandably. Yeah. Yeah, something I relate to so much is, like, waiting for the right time. Mm. And I think that's, you know, you you have to make sure that, you know, you're safe to do it, you know, that you're in a country that you, that you can't be killed, um, that <laughs> you're you know parents like if they're paying for college and you think they may kick you out like you have to weigh those options like so there are a lot of things to think about but so um you know that but those are separate issues the like i had the same thing of like oh i'm gonna wait for the perfect time to come out to friends and family and i finally realized the same thing is like there's not going to be a perfect time. There's never going to be a moment where you're like, yep. Like yeah. glitter falls from the sky. Yeah. Balloons wait in the ready. Yeah. Share hangs off stage. Mike in hand. Like you are not going to have the perfect gay moment to right? come out. Well, there are perfect gay moments. There are perfect gay moments. They <laughs> do not involve coming out. That is not. Um, so, you know, uh, so another big coming out for me was uh well tessa coming out to my best friend she's the second person that i told that i was gay and she was like super down she'd always talked about how she wanted a gay best friend Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and when i came out to her i was so awkward i guess nothing's changed but um (laughs) i was like hey what have you always wanted and she was like a puppy like she didn't (laughs) so i was trying to do this roundabout like not having to actually say it so you know then i told her and it it was totally fine um so most no yeah almost all my friends i told it was totally fine so another uh you know big one is coming out to my parents yep and that was not fine um when i came out to i came out to my dad like 30 minutes before coming out to my mom Uh um and the way like because i was so nervous to do it what i said is i just convinced myself to tell my dad i have something to tell you Uh i tried to not think about anything else i just thought all i have to do is say the words i have something to tell you so yeah i came out to him and then he was like i think partially i'm guessing partially like deflecting because he was like i was like i'm gonna tell mom next and you know what should I, how should I do it? And he was like, Oh, like, you know, clearly very worried about it. So, um, I think he was deflected by like thinking more about like, Oh, she's not gonna like, this is gonna be hard for her. Like all that stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was really hard. I was lucky that they never kicked me out of the house. They never, you know, they always said that they loved me no matter what. Mm -hmm. Um, they continued to pay for my school. So I did have those foundational items that some people don't, there are not lucky enough to have. So I recognize yeah. that that, did you think any of those things were going to happen to you? No, I never, I don't think I, I never worried about them. Yeah. Like cutting me off or kicking me out. That just doesn't, didn't, yeah, that didn't really cross my mind as a possibility. Yeah. But we had a lot of tearful conversations about it. And in the first year where we got to is we just mutually agreed that eventually we would grow apart and not talk anymore. Mm. So that was just like, they, like, we didn't know what else to do. Uh-huh. Um, and so it was like, well, you know, if you're gay, then what's just going to happen is you're going to like, we're just going to talk less and less and less. And then soon we just won't talk at all. And I was like, I mean, th- I don't think I was like very eloquent, but in my mind I was thinking, well, that's your, that's your 
you're doing that like not me yeah and that's where we got to that's where we agree like and that was super hard to be like well i'm not gonna have a relationship with my parents anymore well, that's really awful kyle i'm sorry yeah um and from then on i didn't really talk to my parents about gay stuff that much so i moved up to seattle um i would call still call them every now and then um and we would talk a lot of times it was not about anything gay and then you know every now and then i would bring up something gay and sometimes it went well and sometimes it didn't um so it was hard and then and then i, I mostly avoided it and then it was crazy like when i first got a boyfriend like a, a serious you know committed boyfriend i told them about it and it had been so long and i was so hurt by that coming out and and the negative reaction and just my parents being okay with never talking to me again mm -hmm. that i didn't realize how much progress they had made on their own oh i see uh -huh. so when i told them i had a boyfriend my mom asked me about it and we were talking about it and asked and wanted to know things. And my dad, he was like, started saying like, Oh yeah, I guess like, I know I need to ask you about this, but like, I don't think I would ask you about it if it was a girl. So he was really like, we were starting to like connect like, Oh, sometimes it's not that I'm like, it's not cause you're gay that I'm not doing this. I just don't ask questions like this. <laughs> yeah. So that kind of opened the door back up to, us talking about me being gay and it's gotten way better since then good that's yeah. awesome yeah I th i've heard something like i think it's dan savage said like give them one year and if they don't come around in one year then you're over it and that didn't that wouldn't have worked for me yeah um so i would say even if it's hard keep keep working at it or give it more time and it may be longer than a year and that sucks but um, I don't think it's worth cutting people off like at the one year mark um, yeah. because I think people have the capacity to change and grow. And especially if it's someone like their son or daughter that they love, they want you in their life. Yeah. 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 Well, and even if you decide to cut ties in a year, check back in. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Yeah. The world's changing so fast too that, they um i just they wanted me to see a therapist when i was in school because they thought the therapist could talk me out of being gay they didn't say that but i'm pretty sure that's what they wanted it turns out the therapist i got was gay awesome <laughs> <laughs> suck it <laughs> was that his advice yeah 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 yeah, yeah 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 i blew him <laughs> great <laughs> And I've been gay ever since. <laughs> so it's his fault. It's his fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He fed it to me. <laughs> Do you know where we get the phrase out of the closet? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. Good segment. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, neither do i that's weird all right <laughs> so coming out of the closet actually didn't exist as a thing that meant specifically gay people until the 1960s um and uh before that coming out was something that gay people used as a phrase but not of the closet hmm. but that got tacked on later and in the 1920s they conceived of the very small burgeoning lgbt community in the roaring 20s thought of it as the way that a debutante comes out to the socialite scene hmm. so it's in the sense of not like to walk out of a closet <laughs> but rather like 
hey, are you going to come out with us? And it was about joining a social network hmm. and not coming out of shadows or hiding or secrecy. Huh. And I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. I don't know. I like the closet thing. Really? Why? I don't know. Just the idea of like peeking out from behind the like sweaters <laughs> with like your little gay beady eyeballs. <laughs> blink, blink. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Hold on. I have a quote. A gay man's coming out originally referred to his being formally presented to the largest collective manifestation of pre-war gay society, the enormous drag balls that were patterned on the debutante and masquerade balls of the dominant culture and were regularly held in New York, Chicago, New Orleans, Baltimore, and other cities. The phrase coming out did not refer to coming out of hiding, but to joining into a society of peers. The phrase was borrowed from the world of debutante balls, where young women came out in being officially introduced to society. Hmm. And I thought this was this is another thing that I I totally didn't know this, and I thought it was interesting. Uh, the gay debutante balls were a matter of public record and often covered in the newspaper. So, quote unquote, coming out within gay society often meant revealing your sexual orientation in the wider society as well. But the phrase didn't necessarily carry the implication that if you hadn't yet come out, you were keeping it a secret. Huh. So you could be like super gay and just not have gone to one of the balls. Yep. And that's interesting. They like put it in the paper. Like, so yeah. our Nancy <laughs> <Known> alerts, <homosexuals. laughs> our Nancy alerts. Yeah. They could like, they're kind of, kind of thing. Kind of how it was. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that'd be so much easier if there were sometimes like, instead of coming out, like people would be like, oh, can I tell this person? And I'd be like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> now I don't have to do that. And it's just done. Like yep. I, yeah, that was always my, my preferred method. Yep. <laughs> if anyone else wanted to do that instead of me. So if you want to come out, but you don't want to tell anyone, send us a text with your name. You probably want to give us your last name too, because you know, there are lots of Carlos and John's and Francis's. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we'll, we'll come out for you on the air. Yep. And, and city, maybe where you're from. Okay. Oh, or if you want to leave us a voicemail, we'll play it here on oh, the air. Yeah. Yeah. Of, of coming out, uh, include your social security number. Yep. And your top three favorite gay porn sites. Yep. Um, and your FICA score and, and uh, your Equifax score. Mo, oh, wait, I already know it. <laughs> and your blood type and your blood type. Um, and your dick size. <laughs> Next episode is just going to be us reading all these things. Okay. Yeah, no, we will. We, yeah, we will come out for you if you want. Robert Smith, Tallahassee, Florida, eight inches. <laughs> Robert Smith in Tallahassee, Florida, just freaked the fuck out. How do they know? How do they know? Um, I want to tell you, this is this message is now for the straight people. Okay. Hey, hey, straight people. Straight people. Listen. Listen up. Are you still listening to straight people? <laughs> no, you're not. You're not here. Um, straight people. Oh, this could be like what gay people give to their straight friends to, uh, to help them out. Um, when s someone comes out to you, there are really great things you can do. You can say, thank you for telling me. You can give them a hug. You can tell them you love them. You can, uh, ask if they want to talk about it more. You can be a confidant. 
I want to talk about the things not to do when someone comes out to you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I have a few things, but then feel free to add more as we're going. I have an idea of one. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. yeah. Don't use the word anyway. <laughs> I was, or the word still. Yeah. Oh my God. I love you anyway. Anyway. I still love you. Like, like, because that says, yes, this thing is bad. But. Despite that, I love you. I am such a good person that I can I'm willing see to overlook beyond. this horrible thing. Yep. Yeah. No qualifiers. Just say, I love you. Or but if you're not there in your friendship, I like you. Okay. <laughs> uh, I always knew. Mm. Because no, you fucking didn't. Yeah. Okay. Until I said so. Yeah. I hate that. And I have not thought of really about why I hate that so much. Like, oh, everyone knew you were gay. Or like, we already knew that. Like, yeah. Why did, why does, why don't I like that? Why do I hate that? Like, well, okay. First of all, because I think a lot of people are lying about that. Like, mm. for whatever reason, they respond to the surprise of the whole thing mm. with, uh, to, like, cover it up. Mm. Like, some, it's a position of superiority to say, well, I oh. always knew that. Thanks for telling me. I already knew. Um, I just realized, I put it together, like, I think it diminishes the struggle that they had to go to to come out to themselves if they say oh, oh yeah. well, i always knew it's like it was so easy and you're what you don't realize is this person has been in their head every single day yep. struggling with this thing that you're just like oh duh of course you were and you're just like no it's not that easy i know it's easy for you because you're not gay and you didn't have to go through this yep. so i think it's a little bit condescending and diminishing of what they went through what else not to do? Don't turn around. Don't talk about the neighbors or your church or oh, God. <laughs> any other group that you think it might be difficult to tell. Like, just be supportive. Wait, what do you mean by that? Don't be like, oh, like, yeah, Timmy, Timmy J next door. He's not going to like that. Yeah. Hmm. Or like, what will the neighbors think? Oh, or yeah. how am I supposed to go to church on Sunday and not uh, and face the congregation with this? Like, it's not about you. Right. It's not about your difficulties with telling other people <laughs> in that moment of someone coming out to you. Just support them and shut up. Yes. And <laughs> uh, it's the it's the two S's. Support them and shut up. <laughs> um, yeah, I think for you know usually parents but for some people it is really hard to figure out that your son or daughter or niece or grandson or whoever it is is gay and you and those people have to go through this process of dealing with it do not do that with your gay son or daughter or niece or like that is not the person to talk about how hard it is you have a, other support people your friends your family yeah. whatever those are the people that you go talk about how hard it is your gay son daughter niece nephew grandson tiger have been <laughs> have, are like dealing with this huge immense thing and they don't need the added weight of your pressure or guilt or whatever yeah that's a good one if you can at all help it, don't burst into tears. Because <laughs> I might get an erection. Because <laughs> Kyle might get hard. Um, don't ask, are you sure? Oh, fuck that. Yeah, if they are, like, saying these things out loud to you, like, it is not on a whim that people are like, huh, I was in the gym locker and my dick brushed against the neighbor. 
maybe <laughs> I'll start telling people I'm gay. Maybe I'm gay. While I figure this out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's not how it works. So yeah, fuck that. Um Don't slap them. Mm-mm. Or stab them. Uh-uh. Light them on fire. No. Just generally avoid like injuries and murder. Yep. Yep. Uh pro tip. Pro tip. Don't murder people. Yep. Uh, especially if they're gay. <laughs> um, don't say, oh, you don't seem gay. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> because that ju- all that says is, oh, you don't fit the gay stereotype that I've had in my mind. Mm-hmm. Or you don't seem gay. Like, that's a fucking compliment. Mm. Like, so what if I did seem gay? Yeah. Like, like you're basically saying this bad thing like these effeminate or flamboyant characteristics, these stereotypical characteristics don't apply to you. Hmm. Yeah. that but, does, And that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't like, make it better to have those characteristics. Um, yeah. I didn't think about that. Um, <clears throat> when, if you're coming out to friends or coworkers, yeah. uh, especially I think more coworkers and acquaintances, like don't ask people how their parents took it. Or how their family took it. Oh, yeah. Like, I've had coworkers ask me that, and I've made the decision myself, like, this is before I tried to work on being more honest and vulnerable as a person. This is back when I was closed up and hateful. And yesterday. I... Yesterday. Yes, it was yesterday. <laughs> um, but I've had coworkers ask me that, and I made the decision that, even though that's none of their business, that's super personal, um, I think it's awkward, and, and they shouldn't have asked that. I want to tell them about how hard it's been in that story about my parents so that people understand what it's like. So I made the decision to talk about it anyway, but it's like, you don't go around to your straight coworkers being like, Oh, you're pregnant. Did you do that on purpose? (laughs) You were in a car accident. Is that why your face looks like that? Like, you know, like just you don't ask people things that could lead to a very tragic story. Some people have shitty, horrible coming out experiences and you have to be cognizant of that before you start delving into those questions. Yep. Do you want to take a break? No. Oh, okay. Did (laughs) Did you have more? Oh, no. Let's take a break. Oh, let's take a break. Let's take a break. Are we back? Yeah, we're back. We're back. We're back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're going to do our gayest and straightest. But first, uh, go to our website, which is (laughs) gayishpodcast.website slash internet. (laughs) (laughs) You can find us on Twitter at at gayishpodcast. And our Facebook group is www.facebook.com slash groups slash gayishpodcast. And if you want to see a video we would have played, if we had won, you can go to YouTube and search for Gay's Podcast and it'll be there, but it doesn't matter. Everything's hopeless. Uh, our hotline, if you want to send us a text mail. <clears throat> <clears throat> sorry, sorry. A little coming in the throat. Mm-hmm. Um, our hotline, if you want to text us or leave us a voicemail, is 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rate supply. And tell us about if you're gay so that we can air it. Yeah. Actually, the race is on. The person who leaves the first voicemail for us to play on the air will get a free t-shirt. 
Ooh, wait, does it have to be about coming out? No. Okay, anything. It just has to make the air. Oh, okay. So but, it has to be good enough to make the air. Yeah, if you just if you just call and fart on the phone, I'm not going to put it on the air, right? I might. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> um, but speaking of t-shirts, uh, I, I spent an ass load on t-shirts, and they're all coming to my house, and um, some of them have been paid for. Thank you for those of you who ordered. But we will have t-shirts and hoodies available uh, if you are interested. Please reach out. How much is an ass load of t-shirts? 48. You can fit that much up your ass? My best is 39. Honey, practice <laughs> makes perfect. <laughs> also, before we do Gays and Stratus, uh, I think that we should make it a regular segment where we read something nice that someone has said about us. Ooh, people say nice things? Yep. Okay. From, uh, let's see. Oh, shit. Fuck. This <laughs> is the wrong one. God damn it. From shitfuck. Hello, Mr. Shitfuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one is from Renee. Oh, Renee, you're not a shitfuck. Hey, guys. Thank you for your podcast. I just found it and went back to listen to all your episodes. Your episode about consent made me cry because I experienced a similar episode. For years, I thought I was the only gay man who experienced this. And thank you for sharing your experiences and giving me the feeling that this might be more common than I thought. Love from Vienna, Austria. Renee. Mm. We are international, baby. International. International. International corner. We're international. <laughs> Austria is a real country, unlike Australia. Mm, good work, Austria. <laughs> You're at least better than one other fake country. Uh, let's see. Do I have anything else? I was talking to a guy on Grinder. Yeah. And told him about what did I after we started like we send message back and forth and he was like I'm gonna be up front with you I live in Australia and someone said to drop my location in a random place in America and it was he was really sweet find an attractive guy and start talking to him um so he was actually in Sydney oh and then we started talking and I told him about the podcast and he was like, oh, I'm going to listen to it. And I was like, oh, no, I made fights that Australia wasn't a country. <laughs> <laughs> but they're voting on uh, they might be a country soon. They're voting on if uh, gay people get to be gay people. Yeah, although they're not voting on it. It's advisory only. Hmm. They're advisory. They're advisorying. They're they're adversarying. They're, they're they're thinking about it. A Brigafell. They're Brigafell. <laughs> <laughs> Australia is uh, considering becoming a real country soon. That guy in Grinder is in Sydney, but soon he'll be in Kyle. That's a mighty long dick. That's a <laughs> thousand mile long dick. If he can get in me from there, mm -hmm. I mean, you gotta fuck someone if they have that big of a dick. Just out of like On curiosity, you know. yeah. Uh, Should we do our gays and straightest? Yeah. You go first this time. I will go first. Okay, so the gayest thing about me this week just happened before you got here. Ooh. Yeah, so alert listener Stephen DeVallis from Chicago, Illinois. I happened to notice, mostly because he was cute and I clicked on his profile <laughs> in, in the, uh, our Facebook group. Uh, he works for Trunk Club, which is a clothing... Uh, so it's they send you clothes in the mail and then you trash it on and then you send it back. And, um, so I, I said in the Facebook group, Hey, I think trunk club is awesome. And then decided that because he's a fan, 
I'll just make him my stylist instead. So, huh. so I have a new stylist. Is, oh. is, the, is the gayest thing about me? I have a personal shopper. <laughs> it's kind of a big deal. So, also, apparently, you if you own a business, become a member of our group, and Mike will patronize your business and give you free advertising. <laughs> give you free advertising. Can you use his last name? I asked him specifically if I could say his name on the air, and he said yes. And he so. said no, but you're doing it anyway, because fuck you, Stephen Valencia. No, I said Stephen DeValos. Uh, and, Same thing. And uh, I asked him if he could, if I could use his name on the air, and he was like, yes, and then a shitload of exclamation points. So he's pretty, <laughs> pretty excited about it. Okay. If you want to try out Trunk Club and get a stylist, please let me know, because if I hook you up, I get free shit. Oh, I thought this was going to be like some kind of our first foray into advertising for the podcast, but you're advertising for your own personal self. Yeah, fuck the podcast. I want some free shoes. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and then the the straightest thing about me this week actually is uh, also related to online shopping. Um, night before last, I ordered jeans off of the internet. I've never tried them on. I've never bought this brand before. I just was like, fuck this. And mm-hmm. I, I just feel like that's something a straight guy would do. Just be like, yeah, jeans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you want to try this on? No. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to see if it, it doesn't no. matter? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see, like, if they're, like, four inches too short. And this is going to be fun. Um, the gayest thing about me this week is I, this weekend... I went to a queer people of color dance party. Really? Yeah. He, uh, here in Seattle. Yeah. 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 At uh, a place that has a name on the outside and it's like a building structure mm-hmm. and then they play music. Great. So it's that place. Yep. Um, yeah. And I am white, so I'm not a person of color. No. I, I, and no one can tell. <laughs> <laughs> um but then i just blew a bunch of people of color in the bathroom so it evened out good yeah good for you that's not real i didn't do that um I'm i also was, now it was like really uncomfortable because i'm not i was like too sober to dance so i was like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no stop it now you're making me uncomfortable <laughs> right <laughs> um okay and then the straightest thing about me is my desk at work I think when, like, you know, like, gay people should, like, zhuzh it up. Oh, yeah, yeah, Although yeah. Although using zhuzh is gay. Um, like, <laughs> you know, make it look kind of cute and have pictures and plants and, I don't know, shit. I don't know how to... This is the problem. I don't know what makes a desk look cute or organized or whatever. I'm just like... You well, need, like, like, a grow lamp with your own little, like, bonsai tree. Yeah, and, yeah. Oh, my God. That mm-hmm. sounds super gay. You need to help me. Like, I brought in my UT mug because I was like, I need coffee. And it like, so everything there, I think that's what like straight people are like the, you know, what is it? Things are just for a purpose. It's very like functional. It's just like utilitarian, utilitarian. I am a utilitarian. <laughs> so my desk is straight. Well, I guess that's it. Uh, you should definitely come out though. You, you'll be fine. Except if you live in Russia. Yeah, right. Uh, so that's it. This has been Gayish. Uh, special thanks, as always, to Charlie Finn for the use of our, for our theme music and my balls. <laughs> your thinking your balls because they feel left out. Oh, they they work really hard. I haven't been using them much lately, and oh. they're they're kind of mad at me. Oh, 
Would you say there are any one particular color? Like uh, like a teal or a aquamarine? It's a multicolored, really. Multicolored? Oh, yeah. that's not healthy. It's like a rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a bag of Lucky Charms down there. <laughs> um, so yes, that's it. <laughs> I'm Mike Johnson. Kyle gets. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. See you next week. See ya. Get your balls checked. Apparently. And hear me as I will sing. Hey, and by the way, do you hear what your words bring? Oh.